0: Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to this week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Michael Snyder.
1: I'm your host, Keith Week Cleveland.
0: It is 100 degrees in St. Louis. It is so, so very hot. But even while it is hot outside, it's even hotter in the presses. There's so much content today, (laughs) Keith. There's so much content. There
1: is so much content out there. You made me think about the weather. Like, it's only 82 in Chicago right now. Which is funny because we're only five hours away by car. Oh, I hate you, man. It's 100 degrees. It's
0: 100 plus right now. It's 102 outside. Hey, look,
1: I did my time in Missouri, all right, where I had to, like, walk 15 minutes and change clothes because I already sweat through them all. So I get it. But yes, that's it. We got hot news. and We're starting with some Mad Libs,
0: right? Yeah, so we got five questions, some milestone related, some random things of inspiration. Are you ready for the gauntlet? As ready as I ever am. Excellent. Let's start with a true or false. Uh, Steven Spielberg has directed his second ever music video, Cannibal, for Marcus Mumford.
1: Okay. I first of all didn't know that Steven Spielberg ever directed a, a music video, and I feel like I should know this because it's probably a big one if it was like the one thing. But anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and say true, just on like a shooting from the hip kind of mentality.
0: You should have you should have listened to your gut because this was in fact Steven Spielberg's first video that he has ever directed. <laughs> See,
1: okay, so I'm actually not a fraud.
0: You know things. <laughs> um, no, that, that was fake. Yeah, okay. uh, Deadline reported that this was the first time he's ever done a music video, which is cool. So so your, your instincts were correct but the of the Steven Spielberg trivia, but not the answer to this particular question. All right. Brought on by the combination of Nostalgia and Stranger Things Season 4, Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill has broken this particular milestone on YouTube. Uh... Is it like is it like a views thing? Yes, it's a it's a view count. Okay. So if you can guess the the number of views that it has has crossed.
1: I'm gonna go with like 500 million. Uh, close-ish.
0: You're, you're off. It's 100 million. Views.
1: Okay. I didn't know what scale was
0: here. Yeah. Mostly because The Stranger thinks season four bringing out the Kate Bush re- Renaissance again. That that was a tough one if you're not if you're not like looking at YouTube statistics like I do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one, this one is a fair game, so, uh, true or false, Disney is in talks to acquire the streaming rights for the latest Doctor Who series for Disney+. Plus.
1: Yes, I do know this one, and I'm very excited about this, because we're also getting a new doctor who's finally not, like, a white person and or a white identifying man. So, like, yay, it's gonna be accessible to everybody!
0: All right. Which squished fruit did Ryan Gosling see next to a Ken doll in his backyard after having a conversation about the Barbie movie with Greta Gerwig that convinced him to take the role?
1: Okay, so I'm just gonna go ahead and lean into a meme that I saw last night about Ryan Gosling, and <laughs> see where that goes. Um, apparently, and I would not be aware of this, um, Ryan Gosling is known for someone who has a very particularly nice posterior. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with like. Millennial Gen Z slang and use the peach emoji and say that he saw a squished peach somewhere and I made him take the role because he identifies with that.
0: that. That that's a good stream of logic. Unfortunately <laughs> it was a squished lemon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would have never got that. <laughs> yeah. Is Ryan Gosling secretly weird? Is that what's I, happening here? Like I he one of those people it's... who's like just like really good looking, but like on the inside they're just like super random and ridiculous. I don't
0: think it's secretly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore! <laughs> Alright, last question. You have two opportunities to get one point. <laughs> okay. Two points if we can get them. So, Danny DeVito announced a reunion with this actor-turned-politician for a new FXX animated series.
1: Okay, um, I mean, I know the actor. I'm trying to figure out, like, if they're doing, like, an animated series of that or if it's something, a new property.
0: It, it is, in fact, a, a recreation of an existing
1: thing. Uh, the one that they already in before?
0: What are you thinking? I'm thinking
1: this series? is Arnold Schwarzenegger and they were in the Twins.
0: That's correct. Yeah!
1: And then, like, so is it a Twins animated series?
0: Yeah, that that's what it appears to be. Yeah!
1: Came. Talk, don't call it a comeback. I broke even in the end. Three and three.
0: There you go. And <laughs> that's the perfect transition, because we need to spend the rest of this episode talking about CBC. So... But we shall take a moment and recognize that the San Diego Comic Con has always been this bastion of nerd-related content, and we we need nerd-related content. Like this is our livelihood. This is this is how we. We share our joys and tribulations with all of us. Yes. There's just also been so much this year that it's kind of, like, oversaturating my mind thinking about all of the things I'm going to need to try to see over, like, the next four years.
1: Um, like, like, this is actually the first time that camp- San Diego Comic-Con is, like, back in full force, too. So, like, it's really nice and a breath of fresh air to see, like, all right, cool, like there's a lot of things to look forward to. Because, like, there's always a running joke in, like, the nerd community. Like, all right, cool. this deadline four years from now. That's what I'm aiming for to make it through these next four years. And that's kind of what this, like, new news dump kind of was for me.
0: Just so much. So much. So we're, we're bucking our usual segments and, and lightning rounds just to cover CDC. Uh We got a new trailer for Netflix's The Sandman. And even though Netflix is making very interesting decisions at any given time, the latest Sandman trailer looks really good. It looks like a good adaptation of a beloved source material, and I'm really excited to see to see it finally uh, in like a week. It comes out in August, so that that's exciting.
1: We're getting a new reboot for a beloved series of my, my own, which is National Treasure, which previously starred Nicolas Cage in two movies. For this series, we finally went and got to see our first trailer and all that stuff, and even some behind-the-scenes footage. And I didn't know these things, but I didn't know that Captain Zeta-Jones was going to be in this series or that Justin Bartha, who would be most... You know what? I'm gonna take a hot take here. The most well received character of that series, playing AKA Riley, is coming back as well, just 20 years older. In this case, kind of more of like, I'd imagine, more of like an authoritative, like model figure and all that stuff. But also, as we talked about, this was taking a very different perspective as it focuses on a much more diverse cast in starring an actress named Lisa Alexis, who will be playing Jess Morales, which is the main antagonist of the series. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that hoping plays out. Like, looking at the trailer, I feel like it's one of those things that's either going to be like a hit or a flop, so I'm definitely hoping more for the former.
0: But, if it does do well, we know that Nicolas Cage will be returning, because oh. that, that's just that's just a gimme.
1: Oh, of course. So season 1 is a hit. Season 2, we're gonna get Nicolas Cage, because that's what Riley... Riley's there for, like, fan service, but also to be a British Nicolas Cage.
0: Let's pivot to some gaming news, because we gotta bring in the gaming news. So, uh, the thing that is really just ridiculous, uh, when you think about it, is that they made some more announcements about multiverses. Uh, for those unfamiliar, multiverses is, uh, HBO, WB's uh, attempt at a Melee-style game, except that instead of video game characters, they've just gotten every single fictional property that they ever own and are just putting them together. So you have Batman, Superman, the Iron Giant, various Looney Tunes uh, area from Game of Thrones, and announced just this past week, LeBron James is going to be a playable character in multiverses. So, uh, the game's not out yet, it's in its open beta currently, so I've been, I've been dabbling in that. It's pretty, it's pretty well, well constructed, and like, it's, it's a clear cash grab, because there's hella micro, microtransactions. Oh, of course. But at the the same time, like, the, the core gameplay, it feels good, and it's, it's really fun playing the Iron Giant, and Superman, and, and Batman, and Ultra Instinct Shaggy, which is canon, apparently.
1: (laughs) The next thing on my list is the series, animated series, Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai. Like, again, as I go on this show many, many times saying how I don't like horror, maybe someone out there listening can help me figure out what exactly I mean by that, because one of those, like, exceptions for me is the Gremlins series. The first movie, I think, is actually an enjoyable movie. The second one, I didn't realize how bad it was until a few months ago, and I rewatched it. But it's still, like, lovely bad, right? But anyway, so we're not getting an animated series about that show. And Zach Galligan, who played Billy in the original series, is indeed coming back. And the series will take place in 1920 Shanghai, and it focuses on Sam Wing, who is the owner of the shop at Billy's dad got Gizmo, the I guess original Gremlin or mogwai that become the Gremlin you could say came from. And in the cast, along with that Zach Galligan, return returns, also going to include names that we all recognize like Sandra Oh, Randall Park, George Takei, and Bowen Yang. So it's gonna be a fun show. to animated on HBO Max. We can check that out when it drops.
0: Give me, give me that. Just, just give me that. All that cast listing. I i missed out on gremlins as a child uh i think because my parents actually thought it was a horror movie and they they tried to avoid some of those um to be but fair I it is I, I, I will i will get around to it at some point there's so much so much media you know that's something that we us. can
1: do when you come in town
0: that is true that is true <laughs> Alright, keeping it moving, keeping it moving, uh, let's gonna do one more bit of video game news because they had some more Gotham Knights gameplay, like, I'm, I'm really excited about Gotham Knights, I love this idea of a beat up with the non-Batman Bat family together, and I'm just really excited to get a chance to play the game, uh, all of the footage looks crisp and clean, and it's gonna look really good on, on a PlayStation 5.
1: We have finally seen the trailer for AMC's new adaptation of Interview with a Vampire, which is starring Jacob Anderson who, if you don't know him by name, you definitely know that he played Grey Worm on Game of Thrones. And this is actually interesting because, like, every now and then on social media you'll see people that, like, get up in arms about things and you'll kind of look like, you know, if you just, like, looked it up you would know. And one of those things I saw recently is personally, with everyone saying, you know, Jacob Anderson should be having roles lined up for him and everything and having, you on know, Game of Thrones. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, if you would Google his name you would know that he was cast to be the Star actor in an interview with a vampire like a year ago, and it's finally coming out soon. But the trailer first dropped; it looks incredible. I think that one good benefit of this is that in this adaptation, this movie, is going to come out in 2022 versus in the mid 1990s, like the early movie did. And like we can do much more with this in, like a series format, given that it's based on Anne Rice's book series, than we did in the original attempt to make movies that seem totally disjointed. Like I, when I was a kid, I didn't even know the Queen of Dan was supposed to be a sequel to like Interview of the Vampire or like in the that same. It sounds wrong. It
0: that does. Just sounds- not not connected and maybe that's just a sequel brain telling us that they're not but like it does not feel connected
1: no whatsoever right like in my mind both are just two totally different random things because also we were getting a like a lot of vampire content back then and still are but like yes they're everywhere but uh, this is some vampire content that i'm in favor of like for sure
0: so before we get to the joint list i want to share a quick tv announcement because we have three different season frees that i'm all very excited about On uh, Paramount Plus, we have Star Trek Picard, which is bringing back a bunch of the new generation cast. Very excited about that. And then also, Star Trek related is the third season of The Lower Decks, which is the animated comedy series about the people behind the scenes of your favorite Star Trek enterprises. So excited about that. And then finally, uh, Apple TV Plus uh, gave us the trailer for Mythic Quest Season 3. Which is the reason why I started my Apple Plus TV account along with Ted Lasso. But Mythic Quest has been really solid television, and I'm really excited to see what they do for season three. But that's all we can say about that, because now we have to go to the joint height list! <laughs> We're going to start off by talking about one of these series that gets a Slim Bastard every so often. But there's a Teen Wolf movie coming out, and it looks like a Teen Wolf movie, and that's all I need. That's all I need.
1: Like, yeah, it's definitely one of those things you watch and know what you're going to get out of it and everything. Like, the fact that, like... I still think that Dylan. First of all, we are talking about this. Dylan O'Brien is not in this movie, right? No,
0: no, they can't afford him. They can't
1: afford Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien was the big. He's like Dylan O'Brien is basically the Ariana Grande of this show. Where like <laughs> Ariana Grande was not believed in Victorious whatsoever, but like she is by far the most successful people to come off person to come off of that show. Dylan O'Brien yeah. is that for Teen Wolf, right? I mean, like, yeah. like you could even say like like Victoria, There are people that have had moderate success, like Tyler Hecklin did for Teen Wolf, but like not Dylan O'Brien level. right? Right? But, um, so, like, that's got me a little less excited. But again, it's Teen Wolf content. I know what it is. Like, this is one of my guilty pleasures for sure. Moving on, we finally went ahead and got to see a trailer for the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which is called Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And,. I will say first immediate takeaways for me is that like it looks like a fun adventure fantasy movie, but like I'm trying to see when the D and D comes into play in that. Now we definitely see how it starts to because we have like a series of people in this movie that are definitely playing D and D classes. Like Chris Pine is the main person on the cast for sure, and like it's pretty absurd. like obviously he's playing a bard of some capacity, and maybe multi-class situation. I'm not sure, but like he just walks out in the middle of a battle with loot at one point. We have Michelle Rodriguez who's playing a barbarian, which is very on brand. We also have Renee. John page who was playing a paladin which is like yes awful sure. like all the casting that we know so far makes all the sense so again there have been many attempts to like adapt DD into like a visual format in the past some successful some not when it comes to like feature films mostly not so we'll see how this goes
0: okay so Keith I'm gonna have to stop you there because as someone who's been playing dD a bit longer when I saw the trade it's like oh this is DND and and I, I'll, I'll give you a couple of the the big ones there. Mostly the Owl Bear. The oh, Owl Bear yeah. is iconically d and then no, There was also a gelatinous cube as well.
1: You know, you're right. Those are trademark events for sure. And yeah. that just comes um, down to experience. I'm only like two years in my D V journey. You are much more than
0: that. Which, again, impressive how two years ago you had no idea about all of these fantastic things, and now you are so deep. So, <laughs> so deep. deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, if, if you are familiar with the indie when you watch the show, sort of like, yeah, no, this, this tracks. This is, this is set in the Forgotten Realms. There are things that look familiar. I'll take, I'll take this next one because we got the first clips of Dragon Prince Season 4. Finally. And it's coming out this year.
1: And moving on... We are getting even more content from the Avatar series and everything. Like we talked about, like year—I well, think at this point more than a year ago—how the creators of the Avatar animated series left Netflix Live Avataration to go and do their own thing with like Nickelodeon, their own studio, and all that. So we're starting to finally see like the fruits of that. And a few weeks ago, it was announced that originally the plan was for them to come out with two animated movies: the first one focusing on Avatar Kyoshi, and the second one being more Korra content. But as of now, we've actually had an update that that first film is actually going to focus on Aang and it's going to focus on his friends of course so you know like Katara and like Zuko and Sokka and Toph and people around that in that group but in their young adulthood so like things that we kind of saw like a little bit of in flashbacks in Legends of Korra but Not in full detail. So I think what they're going to do here, and they already have source material, the comic books focus exclusively on that period in a lot of cases. They can dive deep into that. So that's exciting. But last thing before I move on, I didn't know that there was an Avatar rewatch podcast called Avatar Breathing the Elements. And it includes the voice actors Janet Varney, who played Korra, and and the great, the GOAT, the legend, Dante Bosco. I need to get on that.
0: And there's also new comics coming out as well, which is really exciting. So we, we love the Avatar Last Airbender universe here and we we wanna see it thrive. One last thing before we have to quickly recap everything that Keith wants to talk about as quickly as possible. Um there's a John Wick 4 trailer and it looks amazing. There, there are no words. It's Keanu Reeves, there's Donnie Yen, Lawrence Fishburne. It looks it looks exactly like what you want from from John Wick 4. Which is guns, swords, and Keanu being Keanu.
1: That, like this series, like honestly, if this movie is what I expected to be, and it's amazing and it hidden more of what we already got, this may become my favorite action series. Because currently, it's probably Fast and Furious, maybe. But like, it's like there's a scene where Donnie Yen is to has a katana in one hand and a gun in the other hand. It's deflecting bullets and shooting at the same time. Like, what is about to happen? Awesomeness. That's Awesomeness all. That's the best way to describe that. it, honestly. <laughs>
0: And then finally Keith are you ready to talk about everything MCU related as quickly as humanly possible
1: Woo yes I am you made a go mistake. ahead and take a very very deep breath so right like So, like, actually, funny enough, like, in the trailer for She-Hulk, She-Hulk makes a comment about, like, remember that friend you had in high school who was, like, just a lot better than you at things and everything? Well, that's me. That's basically what Marvel did at Comic-Con this week when they, like, just dropped everything at once, you know? Because, like, Marvel's kind of been in a bit of a, like, limbo period. Like, yeah, we're getting consistent movies and, like, a lot of TV shows and stuff, but, like, we need to know what, like, the long game is here, right? And now we kind of know. So... Deep breath. We're going to start from the top here. They announced chi hulk Attorney of Law. We got a trailer for that, and that looks really cool because there's a whole lot of Bruce Banner in that. Um, Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn are coming back for a Disney Plus series called Secret Invasion, so that's going to be fun. I think we'll lead up something else we're going to talk later on in this list. Um, then we're going to get to Ant. Then we're going to, as we already knew, Ant Man and the Wasp, Mania is going to be coming in theaters February 7, 2023. We're getting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May 2023. And rumors are suspecting that this film is going to focus a lot more on Rocket and their, his backstory because there's a new person else cast as a villain, which would make that make a lot more sense, but to be determined next actually i'm saying this one for last because i have thoughts and feelings yeah moving on um we're getting an echo series Disney plus coming in summer 2023 Loki season two comes summer twenty twenty three. We finally heard got a release date for Blade, which is going to be part of the MCU, starring Mahershala Ali, coming out November third, twenty twenty three. We're going to get Ironheart because Ruby Williams will be introduced in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which is the thing I'm going to say for last. And then she's also going to get her own solo series on Disney Plus coming in fall twenty twenty three. Then Agatha, I, I didn't even know what was going to happen. Agatha, There's who we so originally much. saw in the um, in Wanda is getting her own series as well, come Disney Plus in winter two thousand. 2023 so i feel like basically every quarter we're getting a new disney plus series and then essentially yeah so then daredevil, So like yes charlie Cox and vincent Nofria will both come back officially well well one of them already has but like will they get their own series in the mcu and daredevil born again about and comes out in spring 2024 on disney plus and then captain america Sam Wilson is Captain America, to quote our own Chris Evans. Captain America, New World Order, a film starring Sam Wilson as the one and only Captain America, will be coming out in theaters May 3rd, 2024. We're getting a new movie called Thunderbolts in July 26th, 2024. So that's going to be the big summer one. And then Fantastic Four drops November 8th, 2024, in theaters. And that's going to be great. We'll hear more about that it comes on. And then, we thought they were done making Avengers movies, by at least by name, but they are not. Because we are getting Avengers The Kang Dynasty, which will come out in May 2nd, 2025. But we get more. We're also getting Avengers Secret Wars a few months later, November 7th, 2025. That's what we got coming from the MCU. Mikhail, what are your thoughts?
0: They planned everything through Phase 6, Keith. A phase six. We're not even done for phase four. We're not
1: remotely number four
0: yet. There's so much content, but I think you and I both just want to talk about the Black Panther trailer for the last minute or so.
1: Oh, yeah. Like...
0: I'll just... I'll, I'll give the mic to you, man. Just tell me tell me your feelings. Tell, tell me how you feel after after that.
1: Fam, I was in the back of an Uber with my girlfriend just, like, fighting back tears. Like, we were having a great time and talking, and then the trailer dropped. We're in our watching our phones in the back of this Uber, and then, like, we're just silent for, like, five minutes, and I'm just, like, soaking it all in the rest of the time, right? So, like, in this trailer, it's, like, we've seen, of course, a lot of teases for things, and we'll get confirmation for later on, but we got a lot of confirmation here. One... But we're all going to be emotional because like this now confirms that Chadwick Boseman's character T'Challa does appear to be no longer with us in the MCU at this point because it looked like we're having a homegoing or funeral service of some sort with people wearing white and looking beautiful and everything and there will be tears right um second of all visually this film is already a spectacle just from the trailer I'm like put this up in the loop put this I don't know how to put a screen up somewhere on an entire wall and just play this constantly like oh my god this is amazing um we we, there is going to be a Black Panther character most people think it's going to be Michael B. Jordan come back from the dead which people predicted back when the first movie even ended and stuff but it's Killmonger but like we never know because like hints are that the character has like some gold like decorations on their outfit which was a Killmonger thing but you don't know what's going to happen there um, we got the return of a lot of people just doing amazing things shout out to black women they're amazing especially in this film we got amazing things from Angela Bassett in the trailer alone she does amazing things we get to have Michaela Cole come back as a new character and then also these things moving on again um namor is going to be the villain of this film we got to look at namor and like a slight departure from his comic like origin story and stuff it looks like at least as of now until we get it confirmed that his character's backstory plays a lot on like south american or central american indigenous peoples like straight up aztec decorations on his outfits and everything like that looks awesome and all that like and also this could be he if they play it right he could be i guess Two million on spoilers could be one of or the first canonically confirmed mutants in the MCU. So a lot of good things are happening here. It was only like two minutes, but I've watched it five times already.
0: I mean, it's two two glorious minutes. Like the the music soundtrack choice was was excellent. Like you said, the visual visuals were were just oof, breathtaking. Um, so many tears are gonna be shed <laughs> when that comes out.
1: I'm not prepared. I'm gonna probably see it multiple times too. But Black Panther, I saw three times. I think in theaters before it even like came out in home. Like, yeah, like. But the switch from Bob Marley to Kendrick Lamar was like, did they
0: just do that? Okay, we got through. We did. We did the things. We covered all of, not even all of, just most of of San Diego Comic Con.
1: (laughs) No, Uh, if anything uh, happened outside of Comic Con this week, I'm sorry we couldn't get to it. We'll save that for a later date. Too much content.
0: Too much content. So uh, take us away, Keith.
1: If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News, San Diego Comic Con Event Edition. Tune in next week for more pop culture news. I'm your host, Keith Cleveland.
0: And I am your host, Mikhail Snyder.
1: And as always, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe everywhere to listen to podcasts. Thank you and have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.